It's a big weekend for WWE. TakeOver, X, and SummerSlam are going to welcome us to the Thunderdome. If you're not ready, it's our job to get you there. Sit back, pour yourself a drink, and get ready for the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Follow us and interact with us on our Twitter and Instagram at Live Your Gimmick. We do represent a group called Media Junkie. Now we're all about the wrestling on this show, but if you want to listen to Michael and I, along with three other friends, argue over our nerdy opinions, also make sure to check out the Fanboy Fight Club podcast. The latest episode featured the uh, main event where we argued over the best 90s animated TV show. And this week, we're going to post a recap episode of season one. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Our good friend Jamar also has a podcast uh, called Why Are You a Gamer? where he gets to know the gaming community. So all you need to do is just search for us on your favorite podcast app like Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Just to name a few, we're actually a part of a lot more than that, but you know, who has time to list them all? But if you do subscribe on Apple and you feel we deserve it, please leave us a five-star review. Make sure you comment on how you like the show. If you don't know by now, my name is Jason. I'm the self-proclaimed voice of Media Junkie and the Gimmick Minute Live and Worldwide Champion. <laughs> With me, as always, we have the Friday Night Pariah, Michael, and of course, the Historian, Kevin. How are you guys doing tonight? Well, I, I see we are no longer the, the less sexy co-hosts. Yeah, you know, Sammy has been kind of weirding me out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, he only was like a, a douche who said he wanted to rape a, a girl and then threw a chair that wasn't gimmicked at uh, Matt Hardy's head. Like, I don't see why you'd have any problems with Sammy Guevara. <laughs> and and I, I would say it's appropriate to call me a less sleepy co-host because I am less not sleepy awake. Co-host. I am not awake. In the there we go. We, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can move on from less sexy co-host to yeah. less sleepy co-host. Less sleepy co-host. Yeah. Now I have to change the shirt, though. It's going to be us napping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I am not awake, and this is you, you guys might be like Kevin, Kevin. So. <laughs> well, hey, wake up because we got a lot to talk about today. All right, so we're recording on Friday. So um, unfortunately, you know, we're basically all right. Two, so, hey, two two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right. right Who would have thought that we actually recorded yeah. on Fridays? Yeah. So so basically, we're not going to be able to really talk about AEW tonight, although we might right at the very beginning, Kevin was going to talk about a little bit about a little bit of a spoiler if you're listening to us before it airs on Saturday. But uh, so this is going to post on Saturday, recording this on Friday. So there's not a whole lot we can really say about it. So I thought we'd really focus primarily on NXT TakeOver and WWE SummerSlam and just kind of talk about some of the matches more in depth and the build to them and kind of what we're excited for and what we're looking forward to. And of course, you know, this is also Friday night where some of us, you know, I, all three of us, I think watched a little bit, at least the SmackDown so we could check out the Thunderdome. So we'll talk a little bit about that too. But so before we get into that, Kevin, what was the, the spoiler from, from dynamite that uh, we have to look forward to on. And Saturday? if you don't want to hear the spoiler, uh, just fast forward like a minute. Yeah. Just skip. Skip skip ahead a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I guess you guys, uh, we got a new uh, TNT champion. Really? Uh, okay. You know, I, I mean, kind of had a feeling had that that would. Yeah. I, I, we talked about that last week that we thought that that's where they needed to go with it. So I guess that's not too big of a surprise, but that is 
It's interesting that they went in that direction. I assume it's Brody Lee, right? Yes. I mean, they, they kind of had to because they made this big deal about the, the Dark Order and the, the Exalted One. And they're like, it's Brody Lee. And we're like, okay. And then they were like, and he lost to the champion. And they're like, and we're giving him a title shot against the mid-card champion. So, like, if he lost again, then it's like, okay, you might as well throw him on AEW Dark because he literally has no purpose. Yeah. That. Right. You just keep having him lose to your top guys after it was this big old reveal. Um, it was now my question is it was rumored that uh, Rowan was going to make his AEW debut and help him win. And, and he did. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, it was last week there was a rumor Rowan around that Rowan signed for AEW. So, all right. And surprise, <laughs> surprise, they put him right with Brody Lee. Right. Yep. I think, I think that's hilarious that these guys, like Brody Lee slash Luke Harper, talked in an interview about how, like, he has no desire to work with Rowan. He's a great guy, but they just like they everything they did, they were just like forced together at all times. And he was like, "It's time for us to stay as far apart as human fucking possible." Right. And it's it's just like they're they're fucking magnets, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean that's really the only like big thing I saw on the show. Uh, it's not really gonna make me want to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but I mean, I mean. We'll see what goes from here. We'll see what kind of uh, secondary champion he is. So, yeah. But All right. That's, well, a, that's about it. And that was definitely longer than a minute. So, All right. we appreciate that <laughs> AEW spoiler. So, we, yeah. we won't repeat it just in case anybody yeah. can skip ahead. Yeah. That, so. that, that was your. That was your. Legend Brothers day. confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> that was your AEW. All right. And we, we won't mention we, we won't. Yeah, there you hey, go. Like, hey, that hey. is clever as fuck. Look at you. Yeah. Sleepy Kevin's better yeah. than Wake Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, all right, that's all I got, folks. Good night. Uh, <laughs> Got to do the Georgia Santa. You know, once you, you peek, you just exit yeah, stage yeah. left. What's, it, what's he doing? Oh, George is trying to go out on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm out. <laughs> Have a great I day, saw, everybody. I, I, I saw a great meme today. It was like this time of the year when the temperature goes one degree below 70 degrees. And it was George Costanza. He said, hold on a second. I got to concentrate. I got to shift into soup mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. All right, cool. So uh, we, we can't go out on a high note quite yet because we do have a lot to talk about. So, you know, I, the way I thought about doing this is, you know, just kind of make this more of a show where we kind of give our predictions and also talk about the matches and kind of what we're looking forward to since, you know, it, instead of going through the gauntlet of the shows that we're on and stuff like that. So <laughs> let, let's start with NXT TakeOver 30. OK, so we got a big event coming up on Saturday night, which is tomorrow or today for those of you who are listening to this podcast the day we post it or in the past if you're listening to us after the fact, right? So NXT TakeOver 30 is a pretty stacked card for just being, what, five matches, I think? So, you know, I we won't get into depth in the first two matches, but we can at least kind of give our opinions on them. And I just realized on one of them, I didn't actually look at all the participants. But we'll start off with the Cruiserweight Championship match. Santos Escobar <laughs> defends against Isaiah Scott. If you've been following NXT, there's a cool little rivalry between the two of these guys. Santos Escobar, uh, since he won the Cruiserweight title, has kind of aligned himself with with two other guys, and they, they kind of have this like thug-style mentality, and 
you know, they're uh, they're basically taking out Brizongo a couple of times, and then you got Isaiah Swerve, Swerve Scott, who's kind of come to their rescue. But I don't know. I feel like Santos Escobar is going to end up winning this match. I don't, I don't know about you guys. Uh, if I really paid attention or cared about either of these two guys, I'd have an opinion. Yep. All right. And cool. I and I agree, and I agree with Michael. All yeah. right. So let, let, let's say, because I, I threw down the gauntlet to the reality check wrestling podcast and uh, I told him, I'm like, Hey, where, where are we at with this prediction battle? Okay. So we, we need to get this started again. Rob still hasn't gotten back to me, but let's just uh, say yeah. Because yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, they've been predict- on hiatus for like eight months because Jansen apparently is too busy. So it's, eh, it's the, it's the reality Rob podcast now. Well, they can yeah. still, they, yeah, let's compete in like three shows, and then all of a sudden the competition's over. You know what I mean? Right, like, come on. right. But let, let's say we were competing against those guys. If you had to pick somebody for this match, who would you pick? Uh, I'll just go with you, just so that way we have some unity for a change, and yeah. we actually either all get points or get no points. All right, yep. cool. <laughs> yep. My bros are down for the unity. All right. So uh, then basically moving on, then we're going to go into the North American Championship ladder match. And I know Damian Priest, Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream are all in this match. I feel like there's at least one other person, though, that I'm missing. I felt like it was a five-man match. Who'd you list also for? Gargano, Dream, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest. There was a fifth person, but I can't remember who they are now. Um... I mean, uh, Dexter it, oh, Lewis it, was supposed it, to be just, in it, is, but then they took him out. Oh, yeah, that's right. They took him out, yeah, because yeah. he injured his ankle in her life. Um, is, it, it, is, it, uh, is it discount Pete Dunne? Uh, I don't think so. I don't no. know, maybe. So, no, he competed to be in it, but I don't remember if he, he got it or not. Let's see here. Yeah, it's looking. I don't know if that Sorry about this. Uh, this is the one I meant to. I meant to fill it in before the show started, and I totally forgot. Uh. So, so we got Bronson Reed, Priest, Grimes. Oh, Cameron Grimes is in it. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Uh, ew. <laughs> All right. So those are the five guys that are in it. So out of those five guys. I feel like Damian Priest is probably end up winning it. I'm just gonna say it: like you don't have a guy who is kill or accused of pedophilia come back and be instantly in the title picture, and you don't put him over. Like, I think Dream's that, got it. That's what I was Dream thinking too. It. Dream wins yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Like, like, like I, they they dove way too hard in pushing him again when he came back, and emphasis too much on saying he was only gone because of the car accident, not because of the accusations that we found nothing of any like promise from and then just not have it win it like yeah I, I can see that but i feel like the way they've been building this match though it's been building to damian priest winning it i mean i, I could i could totally see cameron that, can't the, the other thing i could see is cameron grimes winning by getting lucky because that kind of seems to be his his mo he kind of like falls into lucky situations so i could i could see him they already somehow did that with otis the last guy left though well, yeah, but that's, that, that's different. Two though. dudes win a ladder match by luck in the same year. Then you get. I'm not. I'm like, not saying called out. Two, I'm not saying that two guys are gonna fight over it and it's gonna fall in his hands like it did Otis and Money in the Bank. I just feel like somehow he's gonna be on the ladder with maybe two other people and they're gonna knock each other off and he's just gonna be the one <laughs> left standing and and get the get the title down or or he'll like. <laughs> 
he'll he'll come in after somebody else clears house or you know hits a big move and then you know throw that guy out of the ring and run up and grab it something like that like i just feel like somehow he could luck his way into it unless he like whips his greasy ass hair up in the air and like snatches it down i don't care <laughs> so i i'm gonna say damian priest probably but i can also come away with it what, what do you got kevin I, I'd say Dream. I, I think Priest would be my backup, but I, I just, I kind of agree with Mike on this. This whole capitalize on uh, everything with Velveteen Dream. Mm. So, okay, that's that's just my feel. That's just my gut instinct. Okay, all right, I like it. All right, so the next three matches we're, we'll, we'll get a little depth into, right? So first of all, we have the NXT Women's Championship match. And that's going to be Io Shirai defending against Dakota Kai. So basically how we got here is a nice little build of Dakota Kai making her a credible threat for the NXT Women's Championship. Now, they've had some pretty decent promos from Kai. Now, Kai's kind of gone gone it on her own, but then we, we got to see the return of Raquel Gonzalez on NXT TakeOver this past, or NXT uh, TV this past week. So I think having that heater in her corner and just the way her promos have been and the right, like Dakota Kai to me seemed like she was, you know, almost kind of slated to be like the next Bailey in a way. And then all of a sudden during that uh, war games match where she just completely turned and went crazy and kicked the shit out of Tegan Knox and like her character has transformed so much from that moment to where she's like one of the, probably the top heel in NXT right now. I, I mean, I, I don't feel like that's a stretch to, to say that. I, I mean, t- top female heel. I'm sorry. Yeah. Alex, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think that's a stretch to say that. Am I wrong? No, not at all. I'm, I'm all for it. Like, as far as I'm concerned with this match, I, I'm Dakota Kai. Never die. Dakota Kai. Never die. Okay. All right. What about you, Kev? I, I Dakota Kai. <laughs> <laughs> So and 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 the thing is, it can you know, <laughs> bye Eo, bye you, Shirai. <laughs> <laughs> and Eo won't be oh, like I don't think she'll be hurt that bad by the loss, especially if Raquel Gonzalez gets involved or anything like that. And then you can kind of have that that baby face Eo chasing or something along those lines. But I don't know. I, I just think it's Dakota Kai's time. I mean, she's she's probably the most over of the two if you go based off of social media and things like that. Obviously. You know, yep. other than the Thunderdome, we don't have much of a crowd, but Thunder, you know, Thunder, Thunder. <laughs> I mean, is so. she still and I haven't followed it too much, but she's still kind of like is Tegan Knox still around in the picture? She's uh, not Tegan really involved that, with she's ahead, not Mike. in that like rivalry, like per se, but she's still on NXT. Like she's still like that she did like a okay. promo interview segment this week on NXT, but like I don't think she really had any like thing major going on. Right, yeah, she, I, she's around. I, she's just not. She's just not a part of that storyline. I think. I think okay. she's in a rivalry with um, uh, Lady Gargano. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. 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 Then I, yeah, then I think. Then, then um, I said Dakota Kai. All right. Cool. 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 All right. So the next one we're going to move into is a grudge match, and that's going to be Adam Cole, baby, versus Pat McAfee. So just to kind of catch everybody up on how we got here, right? A couple of months, well, it was a few weeks back or about a month ago, you had Adam Cole appearing on Pat McAfee's podcast, 
and he kind of went off on Pat because Pat was making some jabs at him, which this storyline really has been building for a long time because ever since Pat McAfee has been a part of WWE, he and Adam Cole have almost been like oil and water. You know, they, they, they don't seem to really like each other. So WWE, you know, putting that storyline in full full view of everybody, decided to to kind of go this way. Like we kind of debated whether or not it was a work when he was on his show, and you know, of course, you know, Adam dropped a few f bombs and pushed a guy, kind of made, really made it look real. And then Pat supposedly they they kind of made up made up. Triple H was the and Shawn Michaels kind of bridged that gap between those guys, and then we got. Pat McAfee showing up on NXT TV, continuing to talk trash, and it led to you know Cole getting in his face, and then eventually Pat McAfee punting Cole while he was laid across the announce table, which was you know it looked pretty pretty brutal. I mean the dude was a punter, so you know you can swing his leg. I and mean then, Adam Cole sold that better than uh, Shawn Michaels did on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh man, HBK. He's definitely not a heartbreaker anymore. Um, <laughs> so, so basically, <laughs> either undersells or oversells. Right. <laughs> so you got you got Pat McAfee, who is you know basically, you know he he is such a natural heel. His personality, the way he can talk, he can definitely talk people into wanting to see this fight. My question is. When the bell rings, is he going to be able to get it done in the ring? I'm just, I'm just so up in the air about how this is going to go. My my two I have, I'm so torn for two different reasons. One, I feel like their only direction this can go is for Adam Cole to win because there's nothing to be gained from having Pat win. But on the flip side of that, has WWE ever had a celebrity like? Guests like who gets in the ring lose a match. The historian. Uh, I I can't think of one honestly. Like all of them, Mr. T, um, the uh, that boxer dude who punched Big Show in oh, the face. Tyson yeah, Fury. Uh, oh no, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, um, Lawrence Taylor. That that sumo guy who pushed Big Show out of the ring. Yeah. Um. um oh no. Drew Carey, he didn't win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> In Drew Carey's defense, the odds were a low against his favor. Yeah, other, and, other, and he, did elim- he did elim- eliminate himself, so I guess... He did, good. that's right, he jumped over the top rope. So, so, nobody beat Drew Carey, Drew Carey beat Drew Carey. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, I honestly, I, I don't believe so. So that's like my only thing, like thinking that Pat's going to come out on top is the fact that no celebrity that's gotten in the ring in a legitimate, like actual match of some sorts has lost. But, but when has that celebrity been the heel though? Uh, True. But at the same time, like, I I don't think that matters because it's like, it's not like the old days when the good guy has to prevail. Yeah, and you're then right, you're Adam right. Cole is far from a face. No, and you're right too. <laughs> I mean, I think Adam Cole kind of comes out the face of the situation, but mm-hmm. I mean, undisputed always, undisputed era in general 
toes that line very well, right? So the crowd, they've always been over with the crowd, but then they also find ways to get the crowd to boo them as well, mm. ju- just by how they work in the ring and, and things like that. My, my only thing with this is I, I don't know if this is a one-off for Pat McAfee because when Pat McAfee originally joined WWE, he did it with the intention of getting into wrestling. And his, his his verbal skills, I think, kind of led him to be more of a, a talking role. But the guy is has actually trained. And I actually was watching ESPN this morning, and Drew McIntyre and Triple H were, were on one of the shows. And Triple H put over Pat as a in his ability as an in-ring performer. He said that, you know, we're going to be surprised by how Pat McAfee can get it done in the ring. So you'll never see it coming. I, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute too. Uh, but I, t- I tend to kind of believe, you know, I kind of tend to believe triple H in that because I don't, I, NXT is his baby. Right. And I know it's his job to promote it and to put it over and things like that, but I don't think he would necessarily put his name on something that he didn't fully feel invested in. And nor, nor would they put this together probably too. Uh, yes yeah. and no here's the problem though the buck still stops with McMahon, and with nxt losing consistently to AEW, mcmahon wants ratings and the best way to do that is to get a name on there that people might tune in to watch no and, and you're right and and you know pat mcafee while he's not a you know it's it's not like he's peyton manning of the colts right he's not the you know most people are like you know most people don't and, unless you're a browns fan you don't generally know the name Hunter, when you're a football fan, so you know mo- most That's of the when time, you know your team is so like, bad that you know the name <laughs> yeah, of the punter. Yeah, when you're when you're punter, when your punter's your MVP. You, you know, it's it kind of funny sidebar about that. Some some guy put a, put on Twitter earlier today, like right before the show, he said, "Hey, if uh, if the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl, are the WWE going to give them championship titles? Because the Jacksonville Jaguars are owned by Tony Khan." And then yeah. I just replied back, we're not going to have to ever worry about that. It's okay. <laughs> so Jaguars are fucking terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I want to say, you know, you, you see Adam Cole winning this, but I can also see McAfee winning maybe kind of shady, you know, a, a bit of a smudge finish or something like that. He already came to the ring. Who do you, who do you have with him, Kevin? He had AJ Hawk. And like three other guys with him when he showed up on NXT on Wednesday that, that were teammates of his. Yeah, I can't remember who the other ones. I saw AJ Hawk, but um I mean AJ Hawk uh, just stands out because there was you know, a guy he, with shaved sides of his head with his hair slicked back. There was a, a black guy, and then there was another guy who just looks like a plain white guy. So I don't know. Yeah. I I, 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 can't, remember the, I can't remember the names of the guys. I AJ Hawk just stands out to us because we as well so like you know AJ i mean Hawk, i can i can see him like punting him in the balls or something like that and getting a win that way you know? <laughs> so. yeah. oh man hopefully he keeps his toe down um, <laughs> yeah i honestly I, I the the realistic way i see this match ending is more so just it becoming just a, a brawl between the <laughs> sports ball guys and the ue like that, I see it like just devolving into just chaos and them calling the match. 
Yeah, it, it, it definitely could. So, oh, and okay, so he was with uh, ex-Patriot safety Darius Butler. Uh, he had uh, A.J. Hawk with him. And then, let's see. I just Googled it real quick. Thank you, Google, for helping us out. Google didn't do over your job because it only gave you three names or two names. I, actually, it did. They didn't really say who the other person was. The other guy was just like the driver, so I don't know if it was a friend of his. I don't think that guy was like a former player. He was just Oh, like, that guy was just some dude. some bro from the studio. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Just some, some extra dude that they needed because they needed four instead of three. And <laughs> Pat's like, I only have two friends. <laughs> AJ Hawk is a guy I could see getting into wrestling because you know he he just had that uh, on field he kind of always had that that extra persona so um, but uh, and you know and LT he always had his his he had players with him too right but uh, man I I don't know like I, I kind of like Mike yeah I, I I get what you're saying because you've never really seen a celebrity guy win I guess it would really just depend on if if Pat McAfee truly is just this one off celebrity. Or if if he's going to continue on in NXT and actually make a career out of professional wrestling, he doesn't need to. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you know he's a guy that doesn't need the money. The guy certainly isn't hurting for jobs. So you know, I, I guess it just comes down to if he has a passion for it and if he wants to continue to do it or not. You know me; I'm against sports ball and other sporting event people getting involved in my wrestling. Okay. Well, I'm curious. To, I'm curious to get your take on the you know forums and everything so but all right so if you had, if you had to put a gun to your head though cole or Pat- adam cole baby all right i'm going adam cole as well kev what about you yeah i'll go adam cole all right wow I we've been sh- more unified during this pick that has nothing to do with anything than we were during the entirety of that three month stint with the reality check podcast how about that <laughs> maybe we were overthinking it maybe that's the problem Hard to say, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. We lost. And then I should keep like, track. All right, of this it's over. I, I'm curious to see like how our, our predictions end up. So I should probably like actually write these down somewhere. I assumed you were. Otherwise, why would you ask? Oh, you know how well I plan shit out. Actually, this. I is mean, probably... yeah, you didn't have the names of the three Stooges that came with Pat. You didn't have the fifth guy in the North American title match. So <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much uh, par for the course tonight. <laughs> well you know I, I i try to prepare as much as i can and i actually probably prepared more for this show than i have the last i don't know few that we did <laughs> so you know i you gotta take the good with the bad sometimes right so let, let, let's recap real quick so starting off before we finish up with nxt and the cruiserweight title match we we all pick santos yep santa claus and then you, in the next you know, match, you, you, you pick Santos and we just agree. <laughs> right, correct, because you don't know who anybody else is. Um, and then I picked Priest. Or no, I picked, well, shit. I guess, I, I guess yeah, I, I guess my pick is Damian Priest. And then you guys both picked Dream, right? Yep, P-E-D-O-O. And then the next in match, file. The next match we all picked... <laughs> We we all picked Dakota Kai. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys that's, are crazy. That's a new shirt, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure it will do just as well as the uh Other the Xavier Woods me. and uh, uh Yeah. <laughs> and oh, uh Maddox shirt. That Didn't we you had take that one. Set. 
I did because it, it had it one down. sale and it was you. It would it would have been another one. Showed it this. Oh, where can I get down already? Um. So, so Dakota Kai. Then the next match was the uh, that was McAfee and and Cole. So we all picked Cole for that one. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last match on this card is the NXT Championship match, and I'm really excited for this. Man, I, I thought the build for this match, outside of a little overacting by Keith Lee, has has been really good, right? So th- this all kind of started even before Keith Lee won the NXT Championship. I mean, if you remember back to when Cole was still the champion, Keith Lee had or uh, Kieran Cross had had Scarlett deliver him an hourglass, like counting down his time as champion. Then of course Keith Lee won it, and you, you kind of got that pan out shot of of Kyrian and and his and his woman in the uh you know kind of in the the raptors or in, in the press box or whatever after that happened and then you know fast forward there there really wasn't Kyrian cross really didn't win any type of number one contendership or he basically declared himself as going after keith lee taking you know going after dominic dijakovic and going after other superstars trying to force keith lee into this match then keith lee Finally got got upset about it. Brought a contract to the ring. You know they they get the contract, sign it, and they put it back in the ring, and then it blows up in Keith's face. And you know here here we are, and we're we're off to the races. We got this NXT Championship match. Man, WWE really needs to buy better pens. Like the fact that the thing exploded in Keith Lee's <laughs> face is just unacceptable. <laughs> this is a billion dollar company, and they can't afford good pens. Right. <laughs> so so really, yeah. I mean. I- it, it, it's a pretty pretty interesting dynamic that they have going on here. I mean, you got the unstoppable force and the immovable object in a way, right? So you got Keith Lee, who's just this freaking monster of a man. He just won this NXT championship, and he's you know pretty much taken on all comers. And then you got Karrion Cross, who has also been on a tear. I mean, the guy has just been absolutely insane with like the the matches he's been putting on and like it basically dominating in these victories right the only way i'll, I'll get to it in a minute, but um you know who, who do you guys see coming out on top on this one do you think lee defends the title and keeps moving on or do you think Kerry and cross uh, t- takes it from him i've got a double sided answer so uh cross wins keith lee goes to the main roster okay Okay, I can see that happening as a possibility. Kev, how do you feel it? Yeah, I think Cross wins just because I think it was spoiled. But I oh, you're talking about because on social media they posted that picture of him with the title, like that promo pic. Yeah, and then they deleted it, or and then they, they put it back up on Instagram with like the oh, what do you think this will happen on on Saturday? Uh, like uh, trying to cover it up, and it's like <laughs> <yeah>. oh, <laughs> nice one, WWE. But that yeah. also could mean that if that happened, though, they might change their mind and give it to him at a time just to throw everybody off, though, too. Um, I mean, at this point, it, it was already it was already taped. I'm pretty sure. No, I think they're doing it live. The Thunderdome oh, shows think... are the Thunderdome shows are live. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, you don't want people to be like, "Look what I just watched." Right. Yeah. Go back to being live. Yeah. No, no. I think I think the right move is putting on Cross. I just, I don't know. Keith Lee has not done it for me as champion. I know he's only been for like a month, but I think I'll tell you what though. Keith Lee's promos have been good, and this is really Mm -hmm. the first big 
threat that he's had to his championship, right? I mean, he defended it against Dijakovic. We've seen that match so many times and, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, he, he had a pretty decent rivalry with Johnny Gargano, which kind of led up to, to before he won it and stuff like that. Decent rivalry with Adam Cole. I thought his promo since he's been champion have been pretty on point, but I can also see Mike's point about him going to the main roster. I feel like Keith Lee is, is a main roster guy. I feel mm-hmm. like they've wanted that for a long time, but my thing is the only reason I can see Kyrian Cross not coming away with the championship would be if you see Tommaso Ciampa return. Which you won't because he's with the new NWO. Well, we don't know that for sure, do we? I mean, it's, it's, you might as well be like he deleted all of his tweets, blacked out his account, just like uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Like, it, it, at this point, it, it would be shocking if he's not in that like 27 member NWO um, <laughs> that's been attacking the shows. Um, okay. But even then like, I, I feel like regardless Keith Lee, like there aside from like you mentioned, Tommaso Ciampa, there's no credible threats to him except for cross and XT. Like who could you uh, honestly see being his next big bad to try to take the title from him? Cause Gargano, no, right. we've already seen, you know, him kind of fall. I mean, I guess they could put him in there with Finn, but I don't know if they're like wanting to put Finn in the title picture. No, you're right. I, I mean, I, I can agree with you there. So, but and and I think Karrion Cross is going to win. I mean, he picked to win. He's who I want to win. Like he, I feel like the title with him, with that whole presentation that he has right, now, could be really big for NXT. So I, I'm definitely down for it. So yeah, I, I'm 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 good with it. Plus, then he could be the guy that brings the demon back out of Finn. True. Very true. We get the prince and the demon. The prince yeah. demon. Demon very prince. Very true. Demon prince. That's much better. Demon prince. There you go. Yeah. Prince demon. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. So before we move on to SummerSlam, do we want to talk about the Dome? I know, Mike, you said that you have some opinions on it. Maybe we can kind of break up the monotony here a little bit. So, you yeah, know, I'm I, down I, to talk about Okay. Like, I, I, you know, I turned on SmackDown just because I wanted to see what it was all about. And, you know, Vince McMahon opened up the show and I thought he was going to maybe talk about it and welcome maybe the crowd, but then he was really quickly interrupted by the fiend. So that didn't happen. And then the fiend was really quickly interrupted by Braun Strowman. And then he waved by to Braun Strowman as retribution surrounded the ring. (laughs) That was the best part of it is like, they just all surround. He's just staring at Braun the entire time. He just goes, bye bye. And then the lights go out and he's gone. For a second, I thought the Fiend and Strowman were just going to bury Retribution and just beat the shit out of all of them, just the two of them by themselves. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like what they did a little bit better. Oh, yeah, it was it was way better. I'm just my biggest concern is the number of these motherfuckers. Like they went from being like five of them to now it looks like there's at least 20. Oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Like, so, there's a, um, there's almost as many of them as there is the SmackDown locker room. So it's like, who is in this group? And right. honestly, as goofy as they've fucking been, would you really want to be revealed as a member of them? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just, I don't know. No, I, I hear you. I, I, I tell that to CM Punk. <laughs> You'll never see it coming. You'll never uh, see it coming. <laughs> Do I have I your know. attention now? 
I don't know. I still think like somebody like Rusev might be the leader of it or something. Or uh, Rusev has already kind of like said that he's done with wrestling. He's doing his his podcast and his streaming yeah. for Twitch. He says that, but is he really though? And also, if you look at all these motherfuckers, not a single one of them is big enough to be Rusev. Well, Rusev's lost a ton of weight though. But he's but, still a big, bulky but, dude. He, he's but, not but like he like can, all these people can, look like NXT people. But he can still be behind it though. Oh, we're going to have a, a shitty reveal for, like, the exalted one? The yes. exalted one. So, yeah. so that way they can bury him against Braun Strowman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then bury is him Retribution against... Dark Order? Is that what this is? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> oh, no. Now all the AEW marks will be like, oh, they're copying them again. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Oh, my God. And then they're going to have, like, their leader is going to be, like, a one-name person like Cody. Instead of, like, it's going to be called, like, Colin. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be Lee. Yeah, Lee. We'll or Harper. Mr. Be... Mr. Mr. Tony. <laughs> what they'll, no, nah. here's what they'll do is they'll do like they did back in the day when uh, Nash and Hall left. They'll find some big motherfuckers and, who have a black beard and a red beard, and they'll be like, "This is this is Lee, and this is whatever Ronan's new name is." <laughs> this is the new Harper, new Ronan. Yeah, new Harper and Ronan. <laughs> Oh man! Oh jeez! Okay, all right. So now that we've officially ruined that whole gimmick, so, um, so all right. So so basically, what Mike? What were your what were your thoughts on the Thunderdome from from your first impression on it? So I I am I have good and bad thoughts on it. So the first thing is just the noticeable difference in just how I felt about watching the product with it. Like it feels like it's back to that big big show feel like that you used to get when it was in front of a crowd. So like just the aesthetic alone kind of turned the way I have been viewing the show around because it's been pretty depressing these past like five months. And then this, I was like, Ooh, I like this. This is, this is familiar. This is, this is cool. This is like, feels like it's important again. Um, and just the presentation of all the, the, the bells and whistles everywhere. And the, the new entrance ramp looks absolutely incredible. Um, so like I I'm I'm down for it in general. My big concern is one they're clearly piping in the fan responses. Um, yeah, that's, I, I don't that's 100% think you can, not. Uh, I don't not think you can them. have because when you think about it though, you know when when you're in a crowd like that, you, you're talking, you're reacting, everybody's reacting as one. Like when you're all together, like like sandwiching together. When you're in your home though. You're, you might react to something big, but you're not reacting to like the moves the same way. You're not, mm-hmm. there's not going to be nearly as much noise from people sitting in their houses. So I can Which understand why while, the, while they're to doing my second that. point. Okay, go, go for it, sir. So my second point of, of negativity is if you just watch the show and watch the wrestlers and just it, it take in the atmosphere, it's fine. But if you start looking at the crowd, this looks like the most boring bunch of folks to ever buy tickets to a WWE event. Like, not a single soul looked like they were enjoying themselves. It looked like they were all in Skype sessions with Grandma waiting for her to realize that she left it on six hours ago. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. so, it's a, so it's a WCW crowd from, like, 1992. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> or 2005. Or, I mean, 2001. I say, yeah, that's a real bad WCW crowd. <laughs> yeah, because there was none. 2001, sorry. Late, two, um, early 2001. 
the way that they have the LED boards like layered so it still looks like you know they're in like stands and stuff is really cool. But when yeah. you actually look at the fans that are on these screens, they all look like they're just bored as fuck. They look like they're sitting in their their freaking recliner watching this on their laptop, and it's like this this was a cool idea. I like the fact that it feels like a big deal again. But man, these people were, they should have vetted them more or just hired a bunch of like 300 actors to fucking do this because the fans were not the right option. <laughs> there, there were, I will say there were some that reacted a little bit. I could see some kind of like clapping along with Big E and, and things like that, like during, during that, during mm-hmm. that match, like there, there were some fan reaction, but you're, but you're right. For the most part, it is just a lot of people sitting there. But if you watch similar products like M- the NBA with that, you kind of get that too. You know, you just see people there watching a basketball game, you know, and I, I think it, you know, from, from the pr- fan perspective too, this is also new. So it's going to be a little awkward. So I feel like maybe as time goes on and they do this more, you might start to see more vibrant people kind of being a part of it. Cause you know, even like I, you know, as, as much as we love them, Mr. Mr. Roberts, I could tell was front row center, right in the middle of the camera on the hard cam side. Oh, of course he was, you know, so, and, and he was just sitting there, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and he's the big smirk of us all. Exactly. So, you know, I think it's just kind of an awkward, you know, you just, you maybe you're not sure what to do or how to react because really I, I'm sure there's no way for them to project sound from each individual, mm-hmm. you know, screen. So obviously they're going to have to pipe in the crowd noise. So even if you do react, the, the noise of you reacting is not going to come across on mm-hmm. TV, you know? So it's, you know, it, I, I but, guess my, my problem with it is it's, it's probably not going to get better because let's be honest with the rules that they have set in place, no one else is allowed being on the screen. So you have to watch the show by yourself. And when you watch a TV show by yourself, you're sitting there with no pants on, just staring at the screen. <laughs> you're not going, oh, or new day rocks. You're just sitting there. It'd be right. funny if soaking it in. No, it'd be funny if one was sitting there with no pants on. They like stood up, like reacting like their dick came <laughs> in the screen with them. Um, but yeah, cause like with all the rules that they set in place for this, like you pretty much have to like go into your bedroom and sit and watch this by yourself. You can't have your kids around, can't have your roommates, nobody, like no one has a lot on that screen, but you. So like, I don't know anyone who sits at home alone watching anything, movies, TV, and like reacts the same way they do as if they're in a movie theater or they're at a sporting event or anything like that. So yeah, yeah, I or even like when you watch the pay per views with your friends, like you go over to their house or go to BW threes or whatever. Like it's still like you react because everyone's like excited and, and hyped, and you're in a group. But when you're alone, you're just you're just taking it in. I, you're there. I, t- I will no, defend yeah, yeah. that. I will defend that. There are have been times where especially I've watched some NXT events where like some spots, like I've jumped. So I oh have, me too yeah. Like on my own, done that. But then again, Mike does make like that point. I feel like that's far, it's like few and far between, though. Like the, yeah, the spot yeah, has to be yeah. really incredible to just yeah. get a reaction not, out of you. Yeah, it's not like everything. Like, for example, when um Dakota Kai turned on Tegan Knox, like that made me jump. You mm. know what I mean? Like that made me pop. But like, it, it wasn't every second of every. You weren't thing. reacting to every match. You weren't re- reacting throughout the rest of that match, even. 
It was no. more so just like, oh shit, she turned on her. She's beating the fuck out of her. Like you just, you were like kind of caught off guard and you got that pop, which I mean, yeah, that happens to all of us. But like, the, that's the problem is unless they're going to do that every segment of every show, these people are just going to be sitting there with the camera pointed up at the bottom of their chin and watching this like they're sitting on the shitter. Like it's not going to be <laughs> this exciting react- reaction that they expect. It's um, too bad that like they couldn't pipe in people's noise like they were like, you know. So but I will say though, from, from, from an aesthetic My standpoint, shit stinks. My <laughs> shit stinks. <laughs> from an aesthetic standpoint, though, I will I will say though that you know at least you can see faces in the crowd and it's mm. not just the NXT or the developmental people banging on the, uh, on the glass glass. And, and shit like that. I, I, I think overall, and, and think about some of the things they could do too with these, with these led boards, right? They could fight into the crowd and slam somebody's head off of your camera. How cool would that be? If you're like sitting there and all of a sudden somebody's <laughs> head is well, hit so, off. So Jason, hold on. Let's, before you get too carried away, these people are still watching the hard cam. It's not, uh, so it's not 3D. Not, uh, they're not yeah, watching they it from their view. From, I thought they were seeing it from their perspective. No, they're those are just LED the boards. They don't. They didn't buy fifty thousand webcams to install. So it still would. It still plus, you'd be, be cool. seeing the back of the, the LED it's, board in front of you. But, th- but think about it. But plus, think about it, though. Plus, how pissed would you be if you slammed into your fucking board and then you lost the feed? You couldn't watch it anymore. <laughs> But think about it, though. How cool would it be, though, if you're watching and you're watching yourself on the camera and somebody's head's getting slammed into your head? That would be so, cool. So though. on the flip side of that, what they could do is every now and then they could install an actual camera into one of the LED boards and have that happen. So it happens to everybody sees it that way. But, yeah, there's not going to be individual people yeah. seeing individual screens. That would or cost the, or, the, no, or, gotcha. the, or the first time they do that, like, they all go out and the whole fucking thing just, they lose, they lose everybody's feet. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but anyway, so I, yeah, I agree. The aesthetic looks absolutely incredible. Like, it's and brighter. I, I like, it just feels bigger. It's so much better than a performance center. And I like the drone cameras that they're using and some of the different shooting from and stuff. I love the 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 lighting, you know, the laser lighting and stuff like that that's that's going on. Like overall, just the the whole the way they've transformed the Amway Center and, and turned it into this has has just been has just been great. Like I'm 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 excited for it. I mean, I really do. I, I like that they're trying something different. And so many people shit on it. And like, man, there are people all over like Facebook groups and stuff like that. Like, oh, I can't wait to see this fail. I hope it fails. And like, like, why? Like, why? 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 Why be so fucking negative? Like, they're trying something different. They're trying to involve fans. Like, let's let's just see how it goes. Like, why do we have to be negative and shit on something? I'll right tell you right away? now why they have to shit on it because it's still better than AEW. Right. <laughs> Because, I mean, despite the fact that they do missteps all the time with their wins division, at least they have one. AEW's like, let's put them all on a fucking streaming service so you have to pay separately to watch them. Yeah, Yeah. and they they can fight over a title belt that's smaller than a wristwatch. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like overall... Well, even this tag team tournament, they don't even have tag team titles. It's for, like, a... I I don't know. I don't even know what it's for. Like, some, some sort of trophy. The winner gets to be the next star of AEW Dark? Yeah, I guess. All right. God, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm just so like slap happy tired, but between Mike and the fart noise, <laughs> and Jason, they're not going to buy fifty thousand webcams. 
<laughs> All right. So let, let's oh, let's man. let's move I think we on. have our title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on then. Let, let's go ahead and start talking about SummerSlam. So SummerSlam's got some some good matches on there. A couple, you know, like I said, we won't spend a whole lot of time talking about. I uh, like the first one, which is a grudge match between Matt Riddle and Baron Corbin. I'm excited to see Matt Riddle on a SummerSlam, maybe a pre-show match or something like that, but I'm excited to see, you know, Baron Corbin on a, or Matt Riddle on a SummerSlam. It seems like Baron Corbin's kind of turned into that guy that's like your your entry level position. You know, he's the guy that He's the entry you know, level jobber. Yeah, <laughs> when, 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 you're, when you're starting to build somebody, it seems like Baron Corbin is the guy that you go through first, which you know, I, you know, I, I've, he went, I've, he went, he went from the number one heel in the company to yeah, in, to in Jason's eyes. Andrew no, according Logan to Jason, Robert. it was number one heel in the business. In the yeah, business. Right. Uh, in the so, business. yeah, I, I think at this point, Baron Corbin might need a refresh, <laughs> a reboot. Maybe get, maybe we need to get rid of. He, he needs promoted to the unemployment else. line. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think with, <laughs> I think with, with what just happened on what, what happened on SmackDown tonight with. Uh, have have you guys heard about the what the change that happened on SmackDown? Uh, I, I, no. We we have a new. I'm watching the match currently, but we have a new oh, inter, 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 Intercontinental Champion. What they took it off AJ and gave it really? to Jeff? Yeah. Wow. So that could present that could present something where maybe Corbin can take that IC title off down the road and do something there, but. But or, see, what's I mean, Corbin going to do? Corbin's just going to do the same thing Sheamus did. Be like, you're, an, you're a junkie and an alcoholic. I'm going to yeah. take this from you yeah. because you don't deserve it, and I'm a king. Well, they, yeah. they had a pretty good angle earlier in the day. You guys saw that brawl at the beginning with, um, you know, when that when With uh, NWO? Yeah, the, the, the discount NWO attacked Strowman. Well, the rest of the SmackDown locker room came out to help him out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, here, Jeff Hardy's knee got busted up and he said that he thought somebody rolled on it, you know, during the during the melee. Well, here, AJ was fighting next to Jeff and took the opportunity to take out Jeff's knee. So Jeff is working this whole match in a knee brace and a lot of pain. So somehow, you know, I, I already saw the spoiler to it, basically. So somehow he, he ends up coming out on top of this and walks away with the Intercontinental title, which AJ, I guess, cuts a really good promo in the back where he's like pissed off, which, you know, pissed off AJ is a lot of fun. So, oh, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot they can do there. But but yeah, I mean, that, you know, Matt Riddle, great to see him on WWE pay-per-view. Great to see him on SummerSlam. I think he's going to have a big future coming up here pretty soon. Going through King Corbin, I, I feel like Matt Riddle is going to win the match. Anybody disagree with that? If he doesn't, then what was the point of bringing him up to the fucking main roster? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Like if you have him, if you have him fucking put over King Corbin, as you would say, the number one jobber. Um, I, I feel like at that point you you might as well just stayed on NXT and at least given Keith Lee someone to feud with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I feel like sh- I'm kind of kind of shocked they took the title off AJ. I especially, do. Especially, I especially, especially, especially that um, the man formerly known as Abyss, right? Been... Like he he's been like AJ's like right hand, and all of a sudden, like maybe that's <laughs> gonna be the story. Maybe like he gets pissed and he slaps him around, then he becomes Abyss, and they uh, go whoop which, Jeff which, Hardy's I, ass, and we have a TNA twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but but I love that. Like he's uh, he he does he's really good with. Uh, just his facial expressions and everything. So Ray, he's a fucking character. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I, I mean, that's, I mean, a big coup. I know he's been working there for a while, but like uh, getting him on camera. 
So. Yeah. So. Is he always oh, gonna? Uh, is he gonna come out with the uh, Hogan's uh, Hall of Fame ring on, like he used to? And you guys remember that story in TNA? I didn't watch <laughs> TNA, so I don't know. I'd be surprised if we even see him on camera. Anymore. That was. I feel like that was not. I don't know. I mean, what was the point of randomly having him in there? Well, they like, didn't acknowledge him as Abyss. He was. He was well, yeah. He was basically in that gimmick. He was AJ Styles. Um, he was like a, a, a statistician. Statistician. So basically, yeah. so AJ made this big deal about how you know he was going to re- he 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 ran the math, he ran the stats, and he was going to reveal who the the contender list was for the Intercontinental Championship. And the big reveal was that nobody was on the list. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jeff Hardy came out and challenged and basically knocked AJ out of the ring and then wrote his name. <laughs> big on the you know but the 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 character that was out there with aj was his statistician i feel i feel like they gave him a name but i don't remember well it was. It, they, uh, well it's chris well i mean he's joel parks but they call him christopher parks yeah so i mean they, they, you know everybody as a shoot know that knows that it's abyss but they're definitely not going to acknowledge that on wwe tv he's always just been a backstage like kind of like producer for them since he's been with the company so you know maybe yeah. maybe because so many people recognized him and made a big deal about his performance maybe he'll become more of a regular character but like for this match and so far on the show he hasn't been a part of it at all and that was the only time that he had been with aj at all yeah, okay on the last couple episodes of smackdown i think people just happen to see it and they're like holy shit that's abyss and made a big deal about it you know, of course, social media gets a hold of it, and it's everywhere. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's going to be necessarily a a long term thing. At least as of right now, it's not. But you know, they just need somebody to play that role. And who who do you got backstage? You know, you're kind of limited on who you can bring in. It's not like you can really have a ton of extras come in during a pandemic. <laughs> so yeah, I go. Mean, I'm surprised, joking, right? They literally up. have 27 people in the discount NWO. You think they give a shit uh, about the pandemic? Do you, hey, do you think they'll do you think they'll have discount uh, porn music as theme music, like the NWO? Bangity bang bang, bangity bang bang. Retribution. We just made a song. How about that, guys? All right. Uh, better, better so fucking trademark that and put it on Spotify. Yep. The next, the next match on the SummerSlam card is the United States Championship match, and that's going to be Apollo Cruz defending that beautiful United States Championship against MVP. Man, dude, MVP has been the MVP overall. I think for the past for the past couple of months, and we you know, we've talked about it on the on previous shows, but the hurt business and and everything that they've got going on there. It's been a ton of fun to to watch, a ton of fun to see. Man, I it seems like that they're still going with Apollo, but I I would love to see MVP win it. But I feel like because I feel that way, they're gonna just have Apollo win it. I feel like MVP doesn't need it. Is the thing like this? He does doesn't doesn't, right. doesn't need the US title. Where Apollo, if he loses it, he's just gonna go back in the fray. Yeah, he'll go back with Baron. Yeah, they, they, they haven't done anything with Apollo yet, aside from this feud, to like build him up to where he can... This is a jumping point for him. This is still a building point for Apollo. So if they take it off him, I feel like that's just kind of like, completely stunting his momentum. Yeah, and, yeah. and I can see, like, if they're going to take it off Apollo and put it with somebody in the Hurt Business, I can see them doing that. Like, let's, let's say the Hurt Business ends up 
absorbing a guy like Cedric Alexander, right? They've kind of teased it a little bit here and there on Raw, and it seems like that's going to be the direction they might end up going. But I could see like a, a younger guy like that because Shelton Benjamin's been around a long time, and yeah, he's well, he's a twenty four seven champion right now, and he's kind of going back and forth with that. At least we're seeing Shelton Benjamin get some wins, and he's a part of this group. But if they bring along a, a young superstar like a Cedric Alexander or even like a Ricochet or or somebody like that. Ooh, shit. Jeff just tried to whisper in the wind and fell with his bad knee. What a good job of selling. That was great. Anyway. Um, and this kid it, is why you don't watch TV while you're doing a podcast. <laughs> hey, it's relevant to what we're talking about, though. So if I want to say if if, if they do something like that, I, I, I feel like one of those guys could benefit from winning the United States Championship. But you're right. MVP does not need it. Yeah. But all the same, he kind of deserves it. <laughs> I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. MVP has been literally the MVP of Raw. Um, but, I mean, you can steal the show and never have a title. True. Very true. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> secondary titles anymore are the shits. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they've done a decent job of kind of making him mean something and, and I mean I feel yeah. like they've done a better job making this like at least the US title mean more than the TNT and the Intercontinental titles. Yeah, well the, I've, they've done a pretty good job with Intercontinental. I mean up until AJ had it they they haven't done really much with it. No, you're right, but but with AJ winning it I feel, feel like that kind of put a a bigger spotlight on it and you know the whole rivalry between him and Brian leading up to winning it. Well the, the reason why though is because Sammy won it and then he disappeared. So the the title wasn't really on the show for a while, you know, because it, it. I mean, it I don't belonged. think they even waited a month after Sammy opted out to come to work because of the yeah. pandemic. Like, and, they and, were and like, all right, Sam- well, bye. And Sammy won it from Braun, who, you know, he basically, it was Shinsuke and Cesaro in the match that helped mm-hmm. him win it. So, yeah, I guess it was, it kind of got to be a little bit of a ridiculous scenario yeah. with the ice. It had, it had real, no real like weight to it. It was, oh, we put it on Braun, and then, oh, he lost it in a handicap match. And then they just stripped Sammy of it, and it's just like, it just, it never had any traction long enough for if anybody to matter. And on top of that, it's just butt-ass ugly. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I see what they did here. So Jeff had to wear a knee brace because, you know, AJ kicked him in the knee. Well, AJ put Jeff in the Styles Clash, and Jeff clocked him in the head with a knee brace and was able to hit the twist of the fate, then the swanton for the win. So that's why AJ's pissed because the knee brace knocked knocked him silly. Ah, okay. I wonder if this is that. their way because they see they seemingly keep taking like big matches off of the pay per view card and putting them on SmackDown. So I'm wondering if that's their way of putting it back, like that match back on SmackDown or SummerSlam's card. I don't think be so like, because oh. I feel like the IC title has been that they're kind of defending it on the TV show. Like the IC title hasn't been defended on a pay per view in a while now. Well, that's because, that's because they, that's oh, they've had the multiple TV cinematic title. matches that take up a huge lot amount of time. Yeah, so they've been cutting out a lot. But uh, but yeah, man, I, I I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I mean the match overall good. Uh, and Jeff, man, his, his selling the way he worked around that that knee being injured was was pretty awesome. I mean, he did a really good job with that. So, um, but yeah. Okay. So moving back. So are we all saying Apollo for that one? I, I'm going to yeah. go with, I'm going to, I'm going to say MVP because of I course you MVP are win it, but yes, yeah, yeah, Apollo. Yeah, we'll Apollo. Say Apollo. Okay. Yep. Oh, I think we're both the six sleepy co-hosts. <laughs> 
Man. Here I am bringing the fire, and you guys are sleeping on me. All right, so. <laughs> oh, baby. All right, so now we have a match that originally was supposed to be a hair versus hair match. But now it seems like it's changed to a loser leaves match, and I'm not. I, I don't this, have the is sound this, is this on. Sam, is this is this Sam Roberts? You kind of went Sam Roberts on us there for a second. What, what did I? How did you get a little bit of that? This was is a it, hair versus hair match. All right, so it's a loser leaves raw match. A hair versus hair match. Now it's now it's a loser leaves raw match or a loser leaves down. Oh, if there was one person I'd want to see in a hair versus hair match more than anybody, I'd be Sam Roberts. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> and, and that'd be so funny. Lose. <laughs> yeah, his hair is pretty bad. Anyway, so in this match though, you got <laughs> Mandy Rose and versus Sonya Deville. And, and this story, this rivalry has been built up really well. And, and you know, just kind of leave it to you know, WWE. And, and I, I've kind of noticed this with a couple of their storylines, specifically like Seth Rollins and stuff like that. So, you know, Seth Rollins came out, what, a couple of weeks ago and said something about how audiences can't handle a long-term story, right? So, you know, that... But I think WWE over these past couple months has done a really good job of telling a long-term story, but then branching that story out to like smaller stories. So it doesn't really seem like the same story. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can, I can definitely kind of where I'm going with that. Like, like the, the, the Sonya Deville and, and right. So this story started out with Otis basically. You know, the, the, the whole idea with Otis and, and, you know, kind of you could see the seeds kind of planted then with their, their friendship kind of being strained. And then, it, you know, over Valentine's Day, you know, it led to Mandy basically ruining their dates. And then, you know, then they, they kind of broke off. And, you know, you've had some you had Dolphin the mixture of it for a little while. And, and you know, Dolphin, Sonia tagged against Mandy and, and Otis and there was a little bit of a cool off and they kind of branched off and did other things, but that rivalry was always still kind of there. And then all of a sudden it, it, you know, they ramped it back up when they needed to for, for the big match. And then finally we're going to get the big blow off between them. Uh, you know, this all came about when Sonya attacked Mandy in the back and, and cut her hair and all that stuff. Now, Here's the thing, though. So maybe this is why the match is going to change a little bit, but and, and they're also bringing real life kind of into the storyline. So you guys heard about what happened with Sonya Deville over this past weekend, did you not? Yes. Yeah, where uh, okay. some dude tried to kidnap her and Mandy was upstairs cool. sleeping. Yes. So I, I think I wonder, and, and that's why I'm wondering. So this has been a great build, great story going up to it. I was excited for this match. But did that story coming out, and obviously, you know, I'm glad both women are okay. I'm glad nothing happened to them, but it kind of maybe cooled it off a little bit because, you know, here they are, they hate each other, but then they're hanging out with each other off of work. And obviously, you know, they do that. They know they're friends, but does it make it harder to suspend that disbelief hearing that like right before this big blow off match is supposed to happen? It's, it's very possible. Um, it, it it could be a mixture of things. Um, I'm kind of glad if they get rid of the hair versus hair gimmick because realistically, I want Sonya Deville to win this match because I feel like she deserves it because she's really shined during this rivalry. I agree with you wholeheartedly. But I, I just can't see them shaving Mandy's head. So 
it's kind of like you kind of have a feeling of who's going to win. Um, and it's not the person who clearly deserves it. Nothing against Mandy. She's she's a great worker and everything, but Sonya's just on another level. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and I, if it is a loser leaves, well, it'd be interesting, though, because if Mandy leaves SmackDown, then that leaves Otis without his peach. And, I mean, they really haven't done anything the, with that anyway, so okay. At the same time, though, if, if Sonya does lose and she leaves, then she can almost start a whole new chapter her, for herself over on, over on Raw. But at the same time, though, you got women like Shayna Baszler, you got Nia Jax, and, and some different things going on over there. So I, I don't know if there's as much room for her. Honestly, I, I don't think either one, like, I can't see either woman really benefiting going from SmackDown to Raw. I, I the only out of the two, as much as I, I'd rather um, Sonya win, I feel like Sonya might fit better on Raw, just because the Raw women's roster is a little, like, not to insult the SmackDown women's roster, but they're a little tougher, a little more rugged. You've got, like, Sheena Baszler, you've got the, the human injury machine, Nia Jax, you've got oh. Asuka, um, like there's a lot going on where like Sonya can look real good beating these women versus I feel like on SmackDown, the, the pickings are a little slimmer of like who she has to, to run through to make her look stronger. Yeah, I can agree with Cause, that. Cause I mean, her beating up Naomi isn't going to like prove to me that she's this badass because nothing against Naomi, but they haven't done with anything with her in a year. Um, but if she goes and she beats Shayna, or she goes and beats Asuka, or uh, Naya, or like a number of different women on it's going to be a lot more impressive because those women are already established as big badasses. Yeah, I can see that. I agree and they that. could even have her show mm-hmm. up on Raw Underground. That could be shows up there and whoops all everyone's. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, speaking of Raw Underground, you saw Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke show up on Raw Underground with Shayna Baszler. I thought that was kind of interesting. I Actually, I think this past Raw Underground was probably my favorite of the three that they've had so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a huge fan of the, them showing up like that. Yeah, and I, I like Dolph uh, getting the best of uh, Eric from the Viking Raiders, too. I thought that was pretty interesting, kind of how they, they, they went that route. Yeah, uh, speaking of Dolph Ziggler, did you, has anyone else known he changed his Twitter to his actual name. Nick Nemeth. Yeah, I think yeah. He, he did that he, a little while back. Well, so my guess, because based on his tweets, my guess is he did it so that way he could freely tweet about the election without WWE being like, you need to behave. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it's still Heel Ziggler, but like when you look him up, it comes up as Nick Nemeth. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Again, kids, this is why you don't watch TV while you podcast, but you don't get distracted Fire, and Fire, laugh at things completely out of context. Firefly Funhouse is on, and he's doing a, uh, uh, a theater and puppet show. Yes, yeah, and and Huskus the pig is wearing a shirt that says "Get these hooves." Yeah, <laughs> and they got Rambling Rabbit in Alexa wig, and it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> All right, anyway, sorry. Moving on. Well, we're gonna have to wait because here in a minute you're gonna pop again. So. Oh, jeez. We'll, we'll wait unless you want to pause. I don't have the sound on, though, so is it, am I going to pop without the sound? It's, it's, yeah, it's not something that really is going to have. I, mean, I guess the only part of it that has to it is what Ray says before it happens, but... 
Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so so I guess you know we got a little bit off topic, obviously, but with with Mandy and Sonya going into this match, who who do you think who do you think is going to come out on top? I'm rooting for Sonya, but I I feel like it's going to be Mandy. Mandy. Yeah. What about you, Kev? I'm saying Mandy too. Mandy too. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Mandy's gonna probably end up winning it. I mean, it, it seems like that that's the way it should go because Mandy has not beat her yet and has always been kind of bested. So, you know, it, it seems like the 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 right thing to do would finally have Mandy get get some some semblance of revenge, but. I don't know. It's it's not it's not 1996 anymore. You don't have to have the good guy come out on top. Um, I look at it as if Mandy wins, unless they do something really spectacular with Sonya on Raw, it hurts Sonya more than it would hurt Mandy because Mandy. It's not gonna be hard to rebuild Mandy Rose on SmackDown with that women's division. It's gonna yeah, be a little yeah. harder to rebuild Sonya Deville. You're right. Well, nah, I don't think so because if so, if you got a pissed off Sonya Deville who's just beating the shit out of everybody because she lost the Mandy, I mean, it, don't be wrong. I'm not saying that they can't do it and they can't make her good again. I'm just saying that ultimately you have Mandy who's been bested during this entire thing, and then suddenly in the final bow she fucking beats Sonya Deville. That's not believable to me. You don't, yeah. you do, you don't get to become Superman and lift an entire island full of kryptonite. Be out for love. It doesn't work that way in real life. <laughs> well, she's just so pissed off that she got her hair cut and stuff like that. So, and it right? looks better than it did before for shitty extensions. I mean, she's hot, dude. She she could go bald and still be hot like that. I mean, she's a we don't know. Knockout. She could have she could have a weird like lumpy head. We nah, it doesn't. Matter. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. She'll still be mad no matter what. So, I mean, maybe to Corey Graves, <laughs> he'd be like, I'd lick that bald head. He's he's cooled off on that though since his relationship with Carmella's gotten more serious. So, all right, so we'll move on from that and uh, we'll move into the Raw Tag Team Championship. So this one, you know, has a little bit of a storyline going into it too, right? You got Montez Ford who gets poisoned by Selena Vega, and then uh, you know th- these guys have had a rivalry that's gone back and forth. I mean, really, you know, r- they've almost been the only people working on Raw. It, it almost seemed like they were the only people on raw when the pandemic first hit because they had long segments where these guys were going at it you know even even back when uh, when austin theory was still there and a part of that group so you know bianca belair debuted with that with that whole storyline and you know they've kind of cooled off on it but now they're now they're back and so you got garza and andrade going up against street profits and you know as as much as for me, I guess I'd, I'd rather see the Street Profits win it. I, I don't think I really care either way. I just kind of want this. I want both guys, both teams to move on. But then the more I think about it, like, who are they going to move on to? Street exactly. Profits have already had their thing with Viking Raiders. Now they've had their thing with Garza and Andrade. And Andrade but, like, tag team-wise, who else is there? Not a whole lot. And that's the problem. Like it, that's why this match is so problematic because it matters so little because neither team really has anywhere to go from here. Yeah. I mean that's it's and that's the that's the thing. And as much as I want it to be kind of the end of these I, I don't know what they move on to because other than what other tag team is on Raw that they can feud with. I mean, I guess the only thing to keep in mind is the fact that Triple H did confirm during the 
takeover like conference call that there is going to be a draft soon. So okay. if, if Mandy and Sonya is a loser leave SmackDown match, then theoretically <laughs> the loser of this match could move on to uh, the draft, be drafted to the other show. Yeah, or, I, I guess. Or they could draft like 40 teams from AEW to come over and be in the tag team division. <laughs> <you go>. so, <laughs> yeah. Get all the teams back that they want. That's okay, because all they do with those teams is just put them in clown outfits and make them do like fart jokes. <laughs> Oh man! Well, and, and here's the thing too, though. I, I almost feel like right now, especially, they need they should take this time. Like I can understand having your universal and your and your world champion, but I feel like it, it's I feel like right now would be a good time to consolidate that tag team title belts, kind of like the women's is, and just have it go between all the brands. Yeah. Maybe not NXT because there's a good amount of tag teams yeah. on NXT, but why yeah, those NXT titles are too sexy, but yeah, the, the Raw and SmackDown champions, though, I feel like at this point they should just have one tag team champion that just it, the shows. And, I, and I think, and I think Bruce, honestly, on their podcast has kind of referenced to that, and like he already referenced like he hates the design of the tag team titles, yeah, you don't like it looking like a nickel, or <laughs> yeah, I don't, he hates those, he hates the copper ones that were before. So I guess definitely see. I mean, they really should. They don't have that many tag teams, which is fine. So why have two tag team titles? Right. I wonder, like, I wonder like, if if him saying that is what spurred the rumors that they're going to have new tag team titles soon. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of rumors going around that they're replacing the tag titles and they're going to replace one of the world titles. Yeah, they really should, honestly, because I mean, even even the women's titles should look a little different you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, th- I think we're past the whole let's uh, have them all look look the same like let's I mean, let... do it wrong i love the idea of like like the ocd and me is just like yeah that's the good shit but that title just doesn't look good enough for me to want it all to look like that right yeah <laughs> like if they I... if they came up with like a better design i i love the nxt titles i love the women's tag team divisions titles um there's a lot of good titles in WWE, but right now, the Intercontinental World Title and Universal Title all just are tired and gar- or garbage. I mean, like. they should they should have just kept the same design of the IC title, but just put it back on a black leather strap like they have yeah. now. I, I'll really be honest, it was a different color. The, I, the, red IC, too, to match the, 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 the IC title, the IC titles in a way kind of grown on me a little bit. I think maybe just because. I think that one suffers from the fact that we all like the original design so much that any change to it, you're like, oh, I can't stand that. But the longer it's been around and the more I've seen it, I don't mind the design of it. It's a little bit different to me. And I think if it wasn't the Intercontinental Championship, I probably would almost in, in some ways enjoy it. But um, no, I but disagree yeah, I, because uh, in the 2K <laughs> games, I have downloaded and enjoyed several intercontinental titles that didn't look nothing like the classic i mean honestly i like there's one classic one that i wouldn't mind but like they could tweak it like they used to have um like i call it like the greg valentine ic title like it was on a green strap and it was like silver and had like three it had like three plates on each side like maybe something like that could have been a modified 
Yeah. They should they what they should have done is instead of calling it the IC title, they should call it the Fox Network title. Yeah. <laughs> and then it wouldn't have mattered. From I don't know. I just I just I just like the IC title. Oh, you know, white strap's cool and everything, but I like it on the black strap. So we oh, were talking about the white Raw Tag Team Championship match real quick. Who's winning that? Street Profits or Garza? <laughs> uh, uh, the 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 uh, Vega and her band of sexy men. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going Street Profits, and I'll I'll disagree with you guys there. It's okay. It's one of us has to be wrong. <laughs> You okay over there, Kevin? It sounds like you're taking a shit in your car. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Gimmick uh, man, it really is like fiber, man. It just helps you work it all out. All right, so move, moving on then, right? Let's let's go ahead and, and skip ahead now. Let, let's go to the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship matches. This is real interesting, right? So you got, you know, the, the Bailey, Bailey Doe straps and you got... Sasha two, I don't know what do they call her. Sasha two belts or whatever. You I thought know, they, so, I thought they started off with Sasha dough straps and then they became Bailey dough straps. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm not not sure. But regardless of that fact, right? So you, you got you got both of them on on their hot streak and they've had this rivalry with. It really did surprise me though when Asuka ended up showing up in the battle royal on SmackDown and winning it and now she's facing Bailey as well as Sasha in two separate matches. What do you guys think about that? Are they taking away a spot from another woman or do you think because Asuka's so hot it makes sense? I, I don't know. What, what I do you feel guys like the idea was it has to be closer to the fact that one they built this rivalry around like her and Kyrie, and then Kyrie didn't resign, and then people were still real hot on Asuka, and people were already disappointed from the last time that they kind of buried Asuka and like ended her streak to have fucking flare beater. Um, so like, why not give her what she's earned and what she deserves because of how fantastic she is in the ring and how entertaining she is, and just like the incredible competitor that she has been since she was in NXT like she was undefeated in NXT and then now like they kind of like really really kind of bur- like not really buried her but they just kind of like sugarcoated her too much for too long and now we're getting back to what she was in NXT and I feel like it's it's kind of like the right time to be like okay if we're going to have someone who's going to take on these two who are helping each other keep these belts why not have it be uh, like a, a unstoppable force like Oscar. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can see that. Do, so, do you do you think then? I'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. I'll let you say what you want to say. I, I just want to say, I, I, just, I think Oscar's going to take both belts. Yeah, okay, that was going to be my next question. I'm going to be on a crazy whim here. I think she takes both titles. Well, that's not crazy. I 100% think it's a fully plausible thing to happen because why, why else would you have her take on both of them if she's not going to beat them both? The only other thing I is is that you know that long term story you have that will they won't they with with Bailey and Sasha. So my only thing is, what if one of them helps the other one squeak by, and then the other one loses their title, and then that causes that that jealousy between them, 
which could lead to to their split coming up down the road, especially because right 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 around the turnaround, right, we got payback literally next week. And <clears throat> they've already announced at payback that they're defending the women's championship. They haven't really said against who it's gonna be yet, but they're defending the women's champion the tag team championships against against somebody. So, you know, what if this is the start of their split? One of them holds on to their title, the other one doesn't. And that that kind of gets the ball rolling on on everything that leads to the to their to their inevitable match. So, so my here's my problem thing. with that: is I feel like as long term as this has been, I don't think they're going. I think this is a, a WrestleMania payoff. I don't see this being a Summer or not SummerSlam, a Survivor Series payoff. So, I, I honestly feel like taking the titles off of them can kind of start that rift a little little quickly, um, but that doesn't mean they can't go back to chasing them and be like, Oh, well, Oscar cheated or this or that. And then they get like one more at it. And then that's what be like, Oh, well I helped you. Why didn't you help me? Or you caused me this, or you caused me that, or even have them lose the tag team titles. Be like, well, you're the reason why we have no traps now. Like, right. And, and when, it, well, and when it does happen, like to me, Sasha has to be the face. Yeah. Like I think. Oh yeah. Cause Bailey can't be the face on the main but roster. It, still, it still work. works. It still works. If Sasha is the one who retains the title though, because Bailey is a SmackDown superstar. So if they are no longer the tag team champions, Bailey stays on SmackDown. Sasha's on raw. So, you know, you talk about them doing a draft later on and then, then there being something there. So if you keep them separated for a little while, that that's still all that everything that they build up now will still be there for for whenever you see them kind of get back together. You know what I mean? Like even if they're so, separate. So by that logic, though, isn't Sasha a Raw superstar? Because she she's a Raw Women's Champion, so that makes her a Raw. That's what I'm saying. Like she's if if because because she's the Raw Women's Champion. If, let's say Sasha retains her belt. She and they lose the tag team titles. Now Sasha's not going back and forth between two shows. She's just on Raw, and Bailey is just on SmackDown. That, that's what I'm saying. But that's what. But that's what I'm saying though. Is is I would assume that once she won the women's championship, she instantly became a part of the Raw roster. So losing right. that wouldn't put her back on SmackDown. No, I'm saying that I know that's that's what I'm saying. You separate if you well, that's separate what I'm saying is she can she while. can still lose the raw title and it would be irrelevant to where she goes because she'd stay on raw. Oh no, because I I think because she was originally a SmackDown superstar, she would go back. I would just assume she goes. Back I mean, realistically, the, the the roster rules don't fucking have any validation anymore because they they change them every other like yeah, that, week and every other month so that's true they could they could literally just say oh well you know sasha was the raw women's champion so she's on raw or oh well you know she's been traded for dana brooke um all sorts of dumb shit they could do yeah speaking of of the trades i just realized what they should have done they should have hired the people who did the draft for usa network to just be on on the, all the led screens <laughs> <laughs> Because they would have put over every single fucking move and match. All right. So just for the record, you guys both think she wins them both. I think one of them. I don't know which one, but I think she's going to Sound about right? Well, you made it clear that you think that she's winning the SmackDown title because you I, I did, no, I just threw that that's the way an, that Sasha just, can stay on the... I just threw that out as an example. I, I don't know, but I feel like somehow they're going to story progressed. And maybe they... Maybe they 
if they both somehow find a way to win and keep their titles, I don't know. I doubt it. I feel like she's at least going to win one of them. Maybe she does win both. It's hard to say. I, I think if, you, if you're going to start having women win both titles, though, at some point you just need to either, A, consolidate them and have less titles, or, you know, I, I, I don't know. That, that's, Maybe that's, that's the plan. Thing. Maybe Asuka wins it, and then they reveal the new women's championship, and it's um, for both brands. Yeah, yeah, that could be that. Could, that could happen. You never know. That'd be interesting. But all right, so for the sake of time, though, let's let's go ahead and move on because we still have a couple of big matches to talk to. It, when it yeah, we're already at like an hour and a half. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry if in, you're still with us. I know, right? Let's get into the street fight real quick. Seth Rollins, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, man, I thought Ray came out and had a nice promo. I love the way that Dominic was like, "No, this one's on me," and kind of took that. You know, he he's definitely taken his lumps to get here. I'm I'm excited to see him in a full match to see what he can do. And you couldn't put him in there with a better dancing part than Seth Rollins. I mean, I feel like I feel like this match could potentially steal the show. You know, we don't know what to expect. You know, sort of like with Pat McAfee on on NXT Takeover, you really don't know what to expect with Dominic Mysterio on SummerSlam. But I think potentially it could have a it could he could he could really come through and and uh, and do something big here. So what, what do you guys think? I'm just so torn. Like part of me is like Seth can't afford to just keep like losing. Like he's had like one victory before Mania because he he beat Mysterio and threw up everywhere. Uh, but beyond that, like everyone else drew Kevin Owens, all of them have beaten him. And clearly Seth's going to move on to Samoa Joe or Samoa Joe's going to perform. Cause they keep building that up. Um, but I just, I, I just can't imagine them having Seth lose, but at the same time, like having the kid lose his first match seems kind of counterproductive as well. But I, I Honestly, no, I I don't, I, I don't think that's counterproductive. I think Dominic can lose this match and still look like a legitimate superstar. Like I feel like I feel like if anything, you know, the Seth doesn't have to put him over to make him in this match. He can, yeah. he can beat him and still and still make him make him into a in, into like a you know, like I said, a superstar or show that he belongs. Basically, what do you think, Kev? I'm I'm torn too. I just don't. I don't know. I, I'm going to go Rollins, I think. Yeah. See, my problem is, I agree with you. You don't have to win the match to be, you know, over or put over. However, in the way that WWE see the fans, because they still think the fans believe that the wins and losses matter, and the average viewer, they probably still do. Um so, like, it, it, a lot of times when you're trying to introduce new talent, if you don't have them win, then usually it's a sign that they're not going to go anywhere. They're just going to be mid-carters or jobbers or just disappear for months like Mustafa Ali did. Um, so, like, it's 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 kind of hard, just hard to call. Like, I want Seth because I really have no interest in, in Dominic. So, I just, I just, I can't imagine him not winning with the way yeah, he's I mean, but, gone, especially after he ripped out his though, dad's eye. But, here, but here's the thing, though. Dominic is going to be a mid-carter. You're not just going to put a, a 8 to 19, I, I never said that they're going to shove the rocket up his ass to the top. I just, in general, like, 
when I when I say mid Carter, I mean you're stuck there. You have no hopes of of moving forward. You become the Cedric Alexanders, where you're just there to have matches that some people enjoy and others just look as like, oh, who who are they putting over this week? But here, but here's the thing though. Okay, so you, you take a guy like Cedric Alexander right now. Who would you replace him with at the top of the card? Who would you take off the top of the card to put in Cedric? I'm not saying that, but here's the problem: is they've done nothing with him to care about. Okay, but again, they put him in any interesting stories. They haven't done anything with him to build him in my eyes to make me like, oh yeah, I'd like to see that guy. And that's part of the problem. No, it, but he, but they're doing that now though. He is in a storyline with the hurt business and the and potential for him jumping and and working with them. Like they're 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 finding ways to like kind of build some of these guys and build these stories, and they're kind of putting everybody in a story. Now, grant you. In the past, you're right. They they have not done a good job. But where I, where I would argue that, or what I would say to that, is just about any, just a ton of these guys four or five years ago were mid Carter guys. Like you know what I mean? Like these guys, you know, when they first come on, there there's only so many top spots. So it's like you 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 have to, you know, and the WWE sometimes doesn't do a great job of positioning them. But then on the same token, though. Sometimes they also don't do a good job of finding ways to stand out. So it's like you got to find that 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 balance. But you know, that's I guess that's not really a, an argument I want now. But 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 that being said, though, you know, it, Dominic is one is is going to be around for a long time. And yeah, he he's probably going to start off losing matches and you know having having this and that. But down the road, eventually, he'll be a big player. It may be five years from now, six years from now, seven years from now. But he's only 19 years old, so it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I and I guess part of this comes from me listening to Jericho bitch and whine on uh, his last podcast, talking to Conrad Thompson about you know how he was positioned in WWE and how he that Chris Jericho eventually went on to be the first ever undisputed champion. He beat The Rock and Austin in the same night. Why does it matter? How many ma- like why does it matter if you lost a match to China five years ago when you're beating the Rock and Austin in the same night a couple years later? You know what I mean? Like so, so while I agree Jericho's just a salty child when it comes to that, Jericho also was debuted on on WWE in the most fantastic way possible with the whole countdown clock and the Y2J thing. That's way different than than most of these guys get. Most of these guys don't get a big reveal. They just kinda get called up and people are like, oh my god, I know that guy from NXT, and everyone's like, who the f- I don't want that NXT YouTube bullshit. So, like, it, it, it's a huge difference between Jericho, who got a, a full-on build-up to his reveal, and a guy like Cedric, or in this case, Dominic. And my problem is, why would you put Dominic with a guy who's arguably the top guy in WWE, Seth Rollins? And then, like, what's the point of putting him with top guys if you're just gonna have him be, lose, lose, and lose by your description, so that way in five years he can become something. That's not how you build someone. Yeah, it, I'm not saying he doesn't needs to be in a, a world championship match in six months, but the problem with is most fans and even the, the Smarks look at it as okay. Well, if they're going to lose the five, then I instantly don't give a shit about this person, or I look at it as WWE doesn't give a shit about this person. You have to at least build a foundation. You can't you can't build a foundation on losses nowadays. It's not like it wasn't that really where you had all of this like believable opportunity. Every 
for the most part, like the hardcore fans see behind the curtain. So if they see you making this person lose, they aren't going to get over with the fans because the fans are going to look at it as, oh, you don't care about them. So they're going to not pay attention. And see, but for me, I'm a fan and I don't look at them. Like I, I look at the quality of the match and I look at what they're doing with their character work before I, I, I could care less if they're winning or losing matches. That shit doesn't bother me at all. So, you know, I guess maybe that's just from my perspective. Like I'm, I'm more looking for like, how, what are these guys doing character wise? You know, what are they doing to, you know, and, and what's their work rate? Like how, how is the, how are they doing in that? that? That's the way I look at it. So, you know, whether they win or lose I a mean, match to me, doesn't matter if the match is a fun match to watch. Cause I'm, rem- I'm going to remember the two guys that were in the match, not necessarily who won it, especially if it's not for like something that's a high stakes. I mean, I, I agree. I am 100% more of a gimmick than a competitive person. But at the end of the day, to me, this is still being played out as sport. So if the wins and losses don't matter, then what's the point? Why why am I watching these matches and caring about these stories if who wins and who loses is absolutely nothing? And, and I guess that, that's that's where the, the better story building, I think, will help that. Because up until this point, and up until really real recently, they haven't done a great job of really building stories and having stakes in every match and stuff like that to where people care. So maybe now that they're doing a better job of that, it'll maybe it'll change a little bit and you'll start to see some of these guys' personalities stand out a little bit more and you'll you'll get more invested in some of these people because they're investing more time into building stories with these people. So I, I guess I yeah, I again it's 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 a it's it's definitely a smart argument that we could have until the end of time. There's no right answer, I don't think. You know, Kevin's just like, well, can we just please stop talking about this? I mean, Kevin's asleep in his car. <laughs> I mean, he to come knock on the window. So I don't know what you're talking. About. All right, uh, so okay. I'm gonna have to be up in five hours. So well, all right, let, let, let's just go through it real quick. So who who's winning, <laughs> who's winning this one? I I think Seth wins it personally. I unfortunately think Dominic. All right, Kevin. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Jason on this one. I'm gonna go Seth. All right. I'm gonna preface it that I also think that Samoa Joe gets involved. Okay. So that way Dominic can win and Seth can move on without dragging the story out with the Mysterios like longer than it needs to be. Okay. All right. So we'll move on now to the two championship matches. So you know the Universal Championship match. You got the Monster Braun Strowman defending his title against the Fiend. You know, to really tell you, I think, what the company thinks of The Fiend, this is probably one of the biggest smackdowns there has been in a while with this whole whole Thunderdome thing, and The Fiend opened and closed the show. So, man, Strowman has been doing some good work. I like this new character shift from him. I like the heel Strowman. I wouldn't be mad if he held on to the title, especially with this dominant heel, like, nobody can fuck with me type attitude. But... I really want the fiend to win because I don't want to see the fiend lose. I love the fiend, so I'm kind of torn here. What do you guys think? I, I am too because I feel like to reinvent Braun Strowman to that level and then have him hand the title over to the fiend seems kind of like very counterproductive. Um, which I realize we just had this argument about wins and losses, but I, I <laughs> honestly feel like if you're going to reinvent someone's character and then have them lose their championship, it seems kind of like a, a daily dollar short thing. Like maybe they should have waited till after he loses the title to have him become the big, bad murder monster. Um, <laughs> well, you can't call I, me I murder agree. Like, 
because he shaved his hawk. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but but I obviously agree. Like the if nothing else, the fact that the fiend opened and closed the Thunderdome SmackDown debut, like that that tells you that they they realize how much of a hot commodity he is. And if he doesn't win, I would be genuinely shocked. I mean, Bray Wyatt was all over that show. I mean, there's more than one oh, yeah. Fire Funhouse segment, and The Fiend was, <sighs> was featured twice. What do you got, Kev? Man, I don't know. I just... Yeah, I'd be shocked if The Fiend didn't win. But I could def. I guess I'm going to go with The Fiend. But I could definitely see them playing this out more, and something happened with it. Like I don't know if they need to put the title right back on him at this moment. Does that make yeah. sense? I don't know. No, I, mean, I agree. With but, you. but 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 at this it, point, it's it, not, I don't even know if it's about the title for me when it comes to the fiend. I just feel like the fiend's whole gimmick is that he he gets back at the people who've wronged Bray, and I feel like if he loses to to Braun, then he's failed his mission, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It kind of be like if Batman failed to save someone's parents, like you just feel like, oh man, that's that's real unfortunate. Like, yeah. What about um? What do you think Alexa Bliss's role is going to be? In? Do you think she's going to play some sort of a, a role? Because they did a little I, I, I see Sister Abigail Cross. showing up. Okay. Yeah, because they did a little interview with Nikki Cross. That and that's the only thing I could think of is what if Alexa is really kind of. Alexa and Braun are playing the fiend in a way. You know what I mean? Like that's like the pawn in his back pocket or something like that. Is that what we'll never like we'll never see it coming, right? You know, all... <laughs> oh that, that tag. Well, well I agree, like with me. the with the, the tagline <laughs> I honestly just I, I feel like it just wouldn't make sense for Braun's character. Yeah. Like, he's this like solo monster, like why would he need five foot tall Alexa Bliss to come help him retain his title kind of thing. Yeah. yeah I like that, that'd be more detrimental right. than, than to Braun than having show up and distract Braun kind of thing as Sister Abigail. Or she may not even be involved in the match at all and she'll show up on the next Thunderdome and, and be Sister Abigail. Yeah. Or just be back to normal. No, I mean, they, they did a little bit of an interview with and of course I can hear it cause, but, uh, you know, I, that led me to believe they're probably going to have, because, you know, Alexa's nowhere to be found right now. So it led me to believe that maybe Alexa will be a part of the storyline, especially since she was featured in the Firefly Funhouse segments, too. I feel like she's going to be a part of the show some way, somehow. It's just a, a matter of how. So it, it's, yeah. man, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I really am. All right. So for the sake of time, though, um, oh, uh, so who are you saying? You saying Fiend or Strowman, Mike? Fiend. I'm going Fiend, too. So that's all of us on that. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the last one, we got the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Great storyline between Drew McIntyre, who's going to defend against Randy Orton. Man, this this rivalry, while it's it's a short build because it, it you know it, unlike some of the other matches, it hasn't been going on multiple months. Uh, but with the work Randy has done, the the promos that Drew McIntyre has has delivered, like Drew McIntyre has really raised his level. Like he's he's stepped up to Randy Orton's level, and that sounds weird, being that he's the champion and he has to come up to Randy's level. But Randy's also mm-hmm. been there for a long time, and he's probably the best that's doing it right now, as far as like from an in ring yeah. and and just a character standpoint and stuff like that. So the fact that Drew's raised his game to to that level is is really 
man, it's, it's made this match be must-see for me personally. Like, I'm really curious to see how this match plays out. What about you? I, I agree. This match is going to be a fucking show stealer. And I I have a feeling uh, I know how it's going to be but overall, I think I'm still going to enjoy it. Okay. What about you, Kev? So up, I, I'm just so up in the air. Like, there's so many scenarios that could happen. And... I, I just don't know if I could pick one, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna honestly I'm gonna say it's gonna be like a, a draw. Okay. Um, I think something's gonna happen with like retribution or something, and they're just gonna end up being like that shitty schmoz, which would suck because I think that would be a sucky ending to all of this. Yeah, I I I'll one up you if if they do go that route, but they reveal that the leader of retribution is CM Punk. Does it still have that shitty? No cloud over it. No, no. If if the leader is revealed like someone along those lines or something, then no, that's I would say worth it. But if it's a ladder, then yeah, that would suck. Yeah. Well, well, I I honestly don't believe that it's him. Um, Part of me is like, why the fuck would he put over this this dumb, goofy ass fucking group of people on Twitter, unless he's either a trolling or b he's in it. (laughs) <laughs> but, but I just, but again, though, is that something you would do without a crowd? But they have a crowd now. Yeah, oh. yeah, I know. Thunder, yeah. thunder, thunder, and that's and that's what I was thinking too, Kev. People, f- yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, that, that's why I, I was thinking the same thing. But you know, you do have people, and you, you know, we talked earlier about how you don't see too many reactions. Think of the react, like you know, we talked about how pop for one thing or another you'll see all those people on those screens pop if he oh, if we'll he see all out. of their underwear because they will all stand they up, all stand up. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see everyone's dirty tidy whities yeah. so many boners and, and they could still get you you may not hear the reaction but you'll see the reaction on everybody's faces and i feel like that's oh, something they'll that pipe they, in the cm punk cm yeah. punk they have fucking 10 years worth of audio clips that they've had to <laughs> silence that they can pull from so they they yeah. they can easily pipe that in uh, yeah, yeah i think that's something but there's so many scenarios of like you know does rick flair come into play right um or does michael or does like I feel, I feel like michael's will because you know, too with the, him not really selling the punt as much I, I, i'll be honest with you when he was crouched in the corner i almost thought they were almost working mcintyre and he was going to hit mcintyre with the sweet chin music i mean that would have been an interesting uh twist yeah, like just the way that he was kind of cropped in the corner, or maybe maybe Michael's, you know, he ends up kicking Orton because you know he he obviously isn't that hurt that he it, you know, couldn't couldn't he didn't have to be carried out on a stretcher or anything. At least with this, there's either there's probably like one of like four scenarios that could happen, which is good because it keeps us guessing and it's not too predictable, or it could be something completely different than that you know what i mean like so okay it could be a schmage with retribution and no reveal it could be a same thing and then maybe a reveal of somebody like cm punk um it could be flair 
HBK helping Orton win. And then it leads to him and Edge. Or it could be McIntyre going over. Or it could be or, something completely different. So, or it could be Edge coming out to take out Orton and cost yeah, him I mean, a yeah, championship. We don't know how far he is in his uh, recovery. Right. right. So there's so so that, I think that's what's so intriguing about this is that yeah, you've been hearing all the rumors of well they want this finish, they want that finish and everything. But like to me that's smart that whoever's been putting all those things out there, that's at least kept us is gonna keep us guessing. So Yeah. So I, I mean I, I, I'm I'm okay to go with Kevin saying it's a smosh finish. What about what about you, Mike? I, I kind of agree, but at the same time I also uh think that Orton's going over. Okay. I think if Retribution doesn't get involved or Red doesn't get involved, that it's all right. What now what 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 should happen is somebody costing Orton like an edge and McIntyre going over and McIntyre staying champion. Yeah. That's what but at the same time though that, I, I feel like though that doesn't do anything for McIntyre if he needs help to be ran. Like, I feel like if you're building yeah. McIntyre to be this this dominant WWE champion, kind of like the, if you're trying to make him the face in a way, because you know he's on ESPN doing interviews and stuff like that. If you're trying to do that, then him getting help to beat Randy Orton, I, I think hurts that a little bit. Though, if you're talking about wins well, and losses, it, matter, I feel like it'd almost be better if like Flair comes out and low blows him, and he still manages to like just pop a claymore out of nowhere. Still, and you'll never yeah, see it coming. Winning. And still yeah. winning, kind of thing. Like I feel like that would be more beneficial um, than having someone come out and screwing over Orton. Yeah. All right. All right. So speaking of, all right, real quick before we end this, speaking of the tagline for the show, you'll never see it coming. You know, I, I tried to have fun with this on Twitter, but unfortunately, even though we got some likes and retweets, nobody decided to like drop a. Nobody drop but a Jason and me replied. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, there was yeah, there, there was there was really nobody that really played around with it. Like, I was kind of disappointed by that. But anyway, because I wanted I wanted to get some ideas to talk about on the show, which is the whole reason why I did the tweet to begin with. But regardless of that, I fact, almost responded to you with the gif of the lion licking his own nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but. This has been bothering me because you see this kind of pop up suddenly everywhere. And then, and then McMahon kind of even mentioned it finally, like for the first time on TV, like you'll never see it coming. What are we not going to see fucking coming? Like it's like, it's seriously bothering me. I want to tune in to find out what I'm not going to see coming like more than I want to tune in just to like, see the show. So I feel seen? like what you're not going to see coming is the disappointment of it. Nothing happening. <laughs> yes. I is agree. That, you're is not going to see the swerve coming where we got you to tune in. Fucking nothing. <laughs> so I'm tuning in for no reason. That's what I'm not going to see coming. Okay. But yep. see, that's the thing though. I, I do see that coming. So I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's going to be some big reveal. Either the retribution's going to like come out and they're going to take their masks off to end the show, and it's going to reveal like this this entire NXT roster or some crazy shit, or CM Punk or God knows what else, and that's going to be like the big like oh, or it's just a fucking tagline because the main event is two dudes whose finishers are out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh no, you're right. And and, I, honestly, and the thing is, I hope retribution is like not NXT guys. I feel like it's going to be majority of it because, I mean, unless they have a bunch of new hires that they, they hired back after firing them. 
Yeah, like I can see Leo. Now. I can see Leo Rush being a part of that. I think I've mentioned that before, but it, I mean, clearly it, Brian Myers won't because oh man, did he cut a pro Vince McMahon <laughs> on uh, Impact? <laughs> no, I mean, but, I'm, 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 I'm hoping like people like Tessa Blanchard, you know, what I mean, or somebody like that, like. Or, or even I know I say Rusev, but like people like that or something, or Kurt Angle, or you know I don't. So know. people who got fired or people who got fired. Yeah, from yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that. Because that's it's retribution, right? They're coming after. So it makes sense that yeah, you because know, retribution you you go you. So you know for it just to be people that we don't really know, all people I can see if it's some people that we don't know really. But for it to be all people that we don't really know, I feel like that, that's going to do a disservice. But yeah, you know, I think like we'll see some big names in there like Tomasa and Dominic Dijakovic and maybe uh, a couple NXT like girls from NXT. Um, but I, I I hope that since there's like 32 of them now, that there's like some new faces or some big returns or something to make this this like payoff worth it. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, originally when it was only like like a, a couple people, I was like, "All right, this this could work. This could be you know them doing something with Undisputed Era while they finish up at NXT and they're coming to to fuck with with WWE." And then it's like, "Oh no, there's way too many of them now. Never mind." I don't, yeah. I, I don't know if Michael get the, I don't know if Michael get this reference, but I hope it's the Black Scorpion. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little young for that one, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Oh man. Never mind. Apparently Jason didn't get it either because he because Jason didn't get it. Either. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently this is a you thing. Yeah, I guess it's just me. Okay. Yeah. When you said Black Scorpion, I just I just assume Sting. <laughs> yeah, the whole storyline back in 1990, the Black Scorpion. Who, yeah, he wore like a hood and stuff like that, and was like. Yeah. yeah, he he was coming he was coming back to torment Sting, and then the whole reveal ended up being it was just it Rick, was Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Yeah, that was after the plane crash then, when Ric Flair was supposed to be done. Mm, no, oh, I thought it, I thought that was when Ric Flair. Little was story off. on said, "Get your years right, bitch." No, no, no that was just, never mind. Okay, I, well, anyway, yeah, well, I, I remember. I mean, the, it. I'm, I'm gonna say that it's sad because I I'm I'm a huge like mark for Sting, but I didn't really care about Sting until like after he started like dropping down from the sky and beating up the MWO. So right. I got you. No, it was just, right. so when Sting, Sting Sting beat Flair for the title. Here's a here. Okay, here here's our history lesson real quick. So Sting beat Flair for the title in 1990, and then basically Sting. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So that's why you want to know it. That's why Mike <laughs> wouldn't know it. So then, so for months and months, he got tormented by the supposed Black Scorpion, who was a former partner of his, and you know there was a whole rumor of like, oh my God, is that the Ultimate Warrior and um, whatever. So all these different incarnations of the Black Scorpion would come out or whatever. So finally, they would have they finally had a title match at Starcade. If, if Scorpion won, he won the title. If he lost, then he had to unmask. Well, so the actual Black Scorpion comes out, and when the like he's revealed or he's coming down the aisle. It's blatantly Ric Flair <laughs> because you can't hide you can't you can't hide his fucking fucking big nose <laughs> under this mask and you you could just tell it's him. Number two, he's wearing boots 
that they don't say RF on them, like all his boots, but they're like Ric Flair like style boots that he always <laughs> wears. And even in the like even the black the, with like the white rims and the white laces kind yeah, of thing. He, well, yeah, I, they, they were black with red, like oh. yeah. red rims and stuff, which he used to wear all the time. So, but he's in the ring and he's like trying to not be Ric Flair, and you just you just can't. You just can't like hide it. So it ended up being this whole huge fucking joke. So yeah, that was my reference to, you, you know, the Black Scorpion. Black Scorpion. So what we're saying is that this is just going to be twenty-seven Ric Flairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it's funny too that those guys because last week, but it looked like one. Retribution members crouching down up against the guardrail, like that was holding like the you know the camera cords and stuff like that. They looked the exact same as the guys coming to the ring. It was oh, was you're talking about the crew wearing masks, okay? Because yeah, yeah you cut out yeah. for like ninety percent of that, so and then you came back like oh yeah, it looked like one was crouching. The... Oh, the camera. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Well, fuck you guys. This podcast has gone on too long. If I'm cut. Right. Yeah, it's a two hours. <laughs> yeah, so I love how this back. week. I love. I love how this week we covered less. And it was just as long as last Right? Week. Like, we would cover two fucking weeks worth of shit last week's, like, <laughs> prediction show was just as long, if not longer. All right. Well, I'm sorry about that, guys. But you guys talk too much and we get off tra- topic way too often. So. Us. Us. <laughs> it's all your faults. No, okay. So we, we, we covered everything from NXT. We covered everything from, uh, from SummerSlam. And, you know, we talked about the Thunderdome, and we also predicted what we might not see coming. So, I think we've covered it all. I know all. we won't see coming. They'll open the show with Thunder. Ah. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, I was going I, I to call it the Thunder Down Under Dome. The thund- but- <laughs> all right, we even got a, a little history lesson from Kevin. So, I think we've covered everything show so thank you guys for listening to this, this week's episode of the podcast you can make sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at live your gimmick that's l-i-v-y-o-u-r-g-i-m-m-i-c-k we are also part of the media junkie family so you can follow everything we do with media junkie on instagram and twitter at media junkie vids you can also check out our youtube channel youtube.com slash media junkie mike also has a few side ventures what do you got going on michael so if you go to YouTube and look up Modern Toy Fair, because we don't have enough subscribers to have a fancy link yet, uh, you will find Modern Toy Fair news on Fridays with me and Jamar underscore Gamer from Why Are You a Gamer, and you will find Modern Toy Fair reviews where I pick a action figure or collectible and I review it that day. Uh, also, if you'd like to support me, you can go to tpublic.com, search Gimmick Minute, Modern Toy Fair, Media Junkie, Why Are You a Gamer, any of the podcast names. It will bring up the shirts with those logos. There's a little blue link that says Vault of Personality Comics. Click on that. It takes you right to my store. All sorts of cool designs. I think I just put one up uh, for Umbrella Academy and another one up, which is like Dragon Ball Z, Cross Mortal Kombat, all sorts of cool stuff. Bunch of masks. That way you don't have to be a jackass like Ric Flair and not wear one in the drive-thru. Um, so go check those out and give me your money. <laughs> definitely, definitely check that Woo-hoo. out. Well, and also make sure you check out Fanboy Fight Club, which is the other podcast. That- Michael and I are part of that show. We also have three other friends that are on it, man. If you, and, and you they'll, like, they'll never know because you just cut out real bad, <laughs> like all the way from like go check out Family Fight Club to like oh, and then we have three friends. <laughs> yeah, so Michael and I are on the show, and we have three other friends as well. Basically, you know, we, we we pick topics, we argue over it, we have judges. You know, it's kind of like a little bit of a of a, of a fight. And so if you're into TV, movies, comics, stuff like that, it's it's a great show to listen to. So make sure you check that out too. 
But uh, but yeah, I was that being... I, w- I, w- I was gonna I was gonna say why, why haven't I been back on as a guest judge? But then I realized I barely stay awake for this podcast. Exactly, so I can understand so we can't why. trust you to judge. <laughs> we we actually uh, have. No, I've been petitioning for you to come back because at least points. Uh, we have a ske- we have a schedule system for the guest judges now. So if you'd like to come back, you just have to put your name on the list. That's all. Jason just conveniently hasn't given you the link. Oh, I I didn't know I had I I didn't know I had to give him the link. I'm sorry. Yeah. Give him the link. Uh, I probably too, right. I, I, I probably I probably too lazy to click on it anyway. Yeah, so this is true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening to this show. Make sure that you subscribe if you don't already. Make sure you share us with your friends. We want as many listeners possible you know we try to uh we try to bring the best content we can so hopefully you guys have enjoyed it thank you for listening to this week's show enjoy SummerSlam and nxt takeover hopefully they're great shows remember to be a fan always live your gimmick thank you goodbye everybody mm-hmm.